Welcome everyone to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Polden, beaming out to you from Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Pamela Slim. Pam, uh, g'day from down under. Very warm welcome. Whereabouts are you based? Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, Arizona. Is that where you take your sinuses? You know, the sort of <laughs> exactly. nice and dry. It's where all the people up north come to thaw out in the, right. in the wintertime. To thaw out, right. Um, folks, Pamela is an award-winning author of multiple books. She's a speaker and a business coach. She works with small business owners ready to scale their businesses and their IP. Um, I, Pamela, I can't help but ask, I'm intrigued by the environment there. It looks, it just looks flat out fun place to be. This is a learning center you've developed. Is that right? It is. It's a small business learning lab. And we actually open right on Main Street in downtown Mesa. So wow. all kinds of folks walk through the door and we really do have a great time every day learning about what it takes to make small business owners stick. I mean, I live on the, the white sand next to the blue ocean in Little Castaways Beach. You couldn't, you probably couldn't find a more remote place. Also not bad. Go. It's not too shabby, but I do miss what you've got there. That is, that is community. It's it's involvement. It's, it's drop-in. Uh, yeah, I love it. Kudos. So, folks, the title today is The Widest Net. Discover new customers right in front of you. Pamela's going to share with us how you can how you can do that in just seven minutes. Pamela, our seven minutes starts now. Question number one, who is your ideal client? I work with really smart people who have built amazing intellectual property that makes a positive difference in the world. Nice. Nice. I'm intrigued. Question number two, then, what's the problem you solve for them? For many, they are at their limit. They have developed something really important, but more and more people want it, and in particular want to have them deliver it. So it was like a past client, Susan Cain, who wrote the powerful book, Quiet, where I helped her to build the quiet revolution that scaled the ideas in the book to make it accessible for many more people. Do a lot of your clients feel like they've got something special, but they're the world's best kept secret? Absolutely. I think folks I'm interested in working with really have been often sitting in their laboratory or in their offices creating (laughs) really important stuff. And who doesn't want their ideas out there in the world? I know I do. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Make the world a better place. So question number three, and we've got six minutes left. Tell us about the typical symptoms that one of your ideals clients, before they start working with you, what's going on? We've already established they feel like they've got something great, but they haven't got it out to the world. What else is going on? Either do they have time constraints? Are they frustrated? How does someone know that they should look more about look at your services a bit closer? There are two things. One is an emotional symptom and one is usually a physical and operational symptom. So right. on the emotional side, they may feel really excited that so many people are actually paying attention, are listening to their work, are following them. They can get a big increase in crest for speaking or have more people who are interested in participating. But then they also feel guilty because they're so busy that the quality of life starts to go down and they feel bad for feeling bad because they're doing well. And that's often the point where they realize they need to make a shift. What's happening in the business is there's not the capacity operationally or staff-wise in order to address the market need. Well said. So five minutes left. Question four. These folks are going to be aware of those symptoms and the growth orientated. You said the smart people. So they're going to try stuff, but they're probably going to be pin the tail on the donkey to start with, not, not knowing exactly what to do. So what are some of the common mistakes that you've noticed people are making before they find your solution? I noticed there are a lot of cookie cutter answers. So somebody might say, you are a really amazing author, and so you should just create an online class. And they say, okay. And some of them invest lots and lots of money to create an online class. Mm. I love online classes. I'm an instructional designer by trade, so oh. it can be a great solution. 
However, if you don't do an analysis and figure out, is that the right fit for my market? Do I have the marketing mechanisms in place to actually promote? Is this class being sold into the same market that I'm really successful with in my service business? It can end up creating a lot of problems. So that's one thing that people often find. They just don't know what they should do and they just follow cookie cutter advice. Or they pay a lot of money for somebody who has the bulletproof solution. And I don't think anybody usually has the bulletproof solution. Mm. It takes discernment and conversation to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So what I hear you saying there is that a lot of those strategic questions need to be answered before they jump into a solution. It's you got a, it. a very, very common mistake. Um, I was cringing because I was just reflecting on a new client who'd spent $150,000 on a new website and got nothing to show for it other than a really nice website. Okay, so that's ubiquitous, those mistakes. Thank you for that. Three and a half minutes left. Question five. What I'm after here is a valuable free action. It's like a top tip. It's not going to solve the whole problem, but it might get someone mm. started down the, down the road towards the right solution. So when you're thinking about finding an audience for your work, the the strategic analysis to me happens when you see your ideal customer who's really in the center of an ecosystem in which they are looking for answers to solve whatever core problem they have, or in the case where they have an aspiration to help them reach their aspiration. So in my world, I work with business owners like you do, sounds like day in and day out. So I'm always looking for who are some of these other partners who my clients actually love. Are there authors? Are there organizations? Are there favorite podcasts? And so when you can begin to lean in and actually pay attention to highly complementary, but maybe not competitive kinds of resources, those are the best places to start to be thinking about places where your intellectual property, in some cases, your services can live. Doing that analysis about who's in the ecosystem is really at the heart of the work that I do. I have to say that you are one of the smartest people that I've interviewed in years. Uh, this, That's very kind. Thank well, you. Well, it's true. I was going to tell you that after, the, after we did finish the interview, but I might as well let everyone else know that as well. The, you grasp on, on the critically important points of, of bringing this person and getting the gift out to the world is, is, is quite remarkable, um, which is all of which to say is that I agree with you. So therefore, I'm also very smart. Um, <laughs> by default. <laughs> All right, so let's keep going. Got to just under two minutes left. One valuable free resource. Where can we direct people to so they can find out more about your work and what you do and help them along their way a bit as well? The best place for current information is PamelaSlim.com forward slash the widest net. Happens to be the place where I talk about a new book that I have. And my website in general is a place for years since 2005 that I've been sharing all kinds of ideas and, and inspiration for small business owners. Yeah. And there's a beautiful endorsement there from Guy Kawasaki, who's um, you know an extraordinary marketer in his own right and business builder. Thank you for that. So it's Pamela Slim, S-L-I-M dot com forward slash the widest net. Go get the book. And folks, if you do nothing else but go and have a look at that web page, it is a shining example of how to put together a book uh, offer page. 50 seconds left, Pamela. Question number seven, what's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? Why is it important to really build an audience and why is it a valuable thing to do? Sometimes it feels like It's just easier to focus on yourself and to not look sideways at other people. I found not only strategically is it easier to open up more opportunities for yourself when you just look at connecting with people who have already put in the hard work of gathering a community of people together, but it also makes the journey less lonely. And if there's anything I know here for five years at the Main Street Learning Lab, it feels really good when you walk out on Main Street and you know people 
and you care about each other <laughs> and you help each other out. Perfect. Pamela Slims, thank you so much for your observations, your insights, and your astuteness. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.